You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. Uh, We are here tonight with... uh, well, Bronte's joined us again. How are you, Bronte? Yeah, well, and yourself, Rusty? Good, mate. Good. And over there is Andy. How are you, mate? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> so <laughs> getting, all, getting all Doppler effect with the microphone. Well done, mate. You've uh, you've got some life to you. Skills. Yeah. Skills. <laughs> and some bills, man. All right, awesome. Well, uh, how how we been, gentlemen? Going all right? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Kicking along? Yeah. Good. Okay. Exciting, <laughs> Bronte. Yeah, you've been you've been busy with work, mate. So yeah. it's good to have you back for a yeah, show. Yeah, good. Did get actually a new toy though, obviously with oh. the, the ten Voglio, which has worked out alright. Oh, we're gonna t- tell us more. Tell us more. Yeah. So I obviously had the MMP, and ah, oh, it's definitely the gun. It was absolutely rubbish. <laughs> Couldn't hit anything <laughs> at all. It was just yeah, nothing to do with my useless abilities with a pistol. <laughs> what was that in nine? nine no, nine mil as well, okay. and then. Ten fog popped up at a at a pretty pretty good deal. Oh, so it was just I uh, didn't need it, but bought it. Um, <laughs> so it was a gun then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. But I did need it. Yeah, um, but since having it, I'm yeah very 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 happy with it. Like actually hit targets with it now, rather than just shoot adjacent to them. It's a novelty. Yeah, you know. And yeah, metallic silhouette score triples. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, yeah, right. maybe I wasn't completely useless. Maybe the gun wasn't as good as I thought it was. Yeah, right. So, yeah, so that's been pretty pretty cool. Interesting. We're, we're, while we're talking uh, precision handgun shooting, Andy, what's your latest with your, your handguns, mate? <laughs> Far from precision. I haven't shot it yet, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did you end up buying? Um, it's a Shooter's Arms Elite Match, 9mm, uh, 1911 frame. Disappointed yeah. with the lack of yeet cannons. Going around this uh, this current room, but anyway, yeah. okay. Well, but can you even get them in Australia? I don't know, mate. <laughs> Still know, no excuse, sure. though. Still no excuse. Yeah, you can import guns on the on the one off. You can get them. Maybe we should do that. Collective yeet. collective yeet cannon. Speak, <laughs> <laughs> which will become relevant a little bit later tonight. We'll we'll discuss that. But uh, yeah, I uh, I shot a match and uh, it didn't go well. And I made a video about how bad it went, actually, because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I thought, well, uh, we, you know, I've I've had excuses for not shooting, and I've had excuses for not shooting well, and all these sort of things. And I thought, you know what, I should just actually own up to them and say, well, excuses are pretty crappy, really, and you should either be doing something to work on them uh, or just quit. <laughs> Don't reveal our secrets. Excuses well, are key. <laughs> of excuses, yeah. I have ruined. I have ruined my entire yep. potential for uh, for not getting any better. So, yeah, I, uh, I've done all sorts of things as I put in the video. Not to not to hash over that too much, but it was uh, it was actually really good. I, I, I filmed that one just sitting in the room by myself and just like uh, talking about. I think that I actually filmed for about forty five minutes. And yeah, right. Turned well. it into about ten minute video because. Yeah, right. uh, I uh, just talked about like watch myself shoot and just like oh man I'm so gutted with my performance. <laughs> <laughs> it's like damn I got really think of a better excuse of why I did that wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like it was, I actually shot okay. Like my, my mm. you know like the way I pulled the trigger and all that. Like those things weren't bad. They weren't great. You know I hadn't shot lots and lots and and so yeah they, they were they could be a bit better. They can always be a bit better, but. I, I suffered on some key pointers. Yep. Uh, one being um, my well, what I had always blamed it as my back, my back being you know not great, uh, which is very true. But often it's been okay, it's been feeling great, and then I'll shoot a standing freestanding stage, and I'm getting all this pain. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to really like be tuned into my 
to what happens if that if mm. that presents itself at the match. There were two entire stages that were all off the shoulder. Oh. <laughs> so I shot the first one and you can actually see in the video of me shooting it like where I am, like I'm stretching out and I'm not, I do not look happy. Yep. Uh, and I remember it like I started hitting targets, like bang, ding, 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 and then miss, 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 ding, miss, miss. Yeah, like just getting worse. And so, uh, and so I'm like, all right, well, what am I feeling? And it was all shoulders. All oh, right. Yep. It was all shoulders. I'm like, well, that's that's something I haven't tackled before. I was just, oh, I've got a bad back. Yeah, it's going to happen. I'm not going to be able to do very well on these. Uh, and just accepting it for what it is rather than going, all right, what's the problem? Can I can I fix the problem? So I I have booked in for a physio uh, hmm. and I'm going to go say, hey, my shoulders hurt when I do this. Um, hmm. Can you help me? And we will see. We yep. will see. I'm, if they come back and say, no, you're ruined, then okay. That's just something you have to overcome because yep. the, the, the first one of that match I shot, freestanding, I shot and, and I still got a reasonable, I think I got eight out of ten, hmm. um, but Everyone except one of the guy in my squad got ten. Yep, and it was all based on time, and I timed out. So, yeah, okay. and they were doing it in like forty to fifty seconds, and it was ninety seconds all up, and I timed out and only got mm. eight. So unlimited rounds. So, yeah, right. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously it was a big factor, uh, and mm. and then so the second one I just did nothing, so I got zero for that stage, um, which is you know when you don't shoot around for the stage, it's generally going to be a zero. Mm. That's which, it. Uh, I you know I made the decision, but I was. I was hurting for four or five days afterwards. So yeah, yeah, right. yeah oh, wow. from ninety seconds. So so uh, no excuses. This is uh, you know. So I booked myself into the physio. So that happens mm. in a couple of days, and yep, hopefully. Well, you'll get some like, hopefully some good exercises and mm. a way to strengthen and yeah. Yep. So get you into the Pilates. Yeah, mm. yeah. Whatever I need to do, I'm I'm in. I'm, I'll do it. So that that was one, and then my stage prep was yep. shocking. Absolutely shocking. So uh, going to work actively on that rather than just like being like, yeah, it was. Yep. And then moving on. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I could I could have said, oh, no, like I had a guy come out to check out a gun to buy. So I, I, I was off mm. for a while for 15, 20 minutes with him and I was helping out some new shit. Yeah. Yep. I've got all these reasons as to why, but at the end of the day, they don't help me uh, improve my score. Yep. So nope. I know how you feel with the steel slam. I definitely struggled on that one. Yeah. yeah. What was What was key there for you? I think it was just definitely being out of practice, out of the loop, out of the mental game for quite a while. You, yep. you just your thought process is all over the place, and you, um, yeah, it's it's crazy how it does affect you, and you, you just oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was just shocking, and like same sort of thing. Looking back, and I was like, oh, like thinking back on the stages, why did I do that? Mm. Like normally, I wouldn't have an issue with that sort of stage, or you know, that array of targets or sequence of targets, but. Yep. Yeah, you just everything threw me. But, yeah, hmm. well, I, I I was very thankful and, and very conscious of it. I filmed myself because yep. we had talked about I'd, I'd done a video about putting a, a razor onto my twenty two for yep. some reason, and I so I'm like, okay, well, I'll film. And and the intention was, I said to to Josh, who's doing video with me, I said, man, I'm going to film it, and then that way you can do a little montage at the end of this video. So yeah, mm-hmm. so carry on. So I'm like, all right, well, I, obviously I can't film myself overly. Amazingly, I'll just put the camera on the on a tripod and hit record. Yep. So I recorded virtually every stage I shot, nice. except one, and then the one I didn't shoot, of course. And uh, so I then had this analysis of my shooting. And mm. when the match didn't go very well, I'm like, well, fortunately enough, I can work out why because I can go back and watch the video. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, was yeah. it was it Michael Jordan who watched himself back play and 
you know. I suspect and, many people do, yeah, but uh, like Michael Jordan better. probably would have done it in slow motion. Yeah, mm. <laughs> what, how committed he was, but yeah, it was yeah. Uh, it was very useful. I tell you what, it was very useful. I mean, I've talked about it, and I know that it's one of those things like head knowledge and and training people. Like you film them, you show it back to them, they're like yeah, cool, and that's really important to do. And I've always been an advocate for filming mm. yourself. Um, have I done it for myself very often? No. Not, not not consciously. Obviously, I've been filmed a lot yep. when I shoot, but not consciously then sitting and watching it and going, yeah, that wasn't great, that wasn't great, that that could be better. Yep. I did that well. Yeah. Yep. Reviewing it. and Reviewing and, it. Yep. Yeah. Actually Good. spending that. So, uh, so Bronte, we have to get you out shooting a match again. <laughs> it's been a while for you, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It has been quite <laughs> some time, to be honest. Is there any level of like hesitation of going back into it at all? Or you uh, just, no, I suck beforehand. I'll suck after. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so yeah, whatever. Yeah. Nah, not too fast from that side. It's awesome. just it's just been a time mm. time thing, and then you sort of have time, then you don't have ammo, then you yeah, just, you're like oh, that's not going to work very well. Yep, yep. And then, yeah. Have you got a two two three? You're going to jump into the two two three bandwagon for the? Nah, I've got a two oh four, but about two two three. Nah. Mm. Yeah. Big, uh, good club option. Actually, we're no- noticing more and more guys mm. at the club are, are picking up two to threes. Yeah, it's literally go by. Factory ammo and pretty good factory ammo as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Stuff yep. in the ADI, all really good factory ammo for a, less yeah. than a buck around. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Oh. Beats reloading. <laughs> yeah. I probably will end up with one eventually, but it's not in the immediate plans. I'd rather just get the ones I've got. Yep. Working again. Oh, speaking of which, I have sold a bunch of guns, uh, which, which is the plan to uh, to. I've ordered my impact action for my 2D3. That is on order. I don't know when I'll see it, but I've I've ordered it and I have sold, I've sold about seven or eight guns. I think I've got one or two, maybe three guns left to to move on to to try and do this whole conversion and and fund the reloading room, which we'll talk about in future. But I have uh, have moved on a bunch uh, to some hopefully happy new homes. Uh, So people will get them, use them a bit more than I did and, and really bringing that collection down to the ones that I can use on a Regular basis. Did you uh, did you leave any special notes for anyone, like carved in on the inside of a stock or something? Only like the that? one I sold you, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, just I haven't found that yet. Don't pull the stock apart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no, I haven't. Not okay. to people who are you know expecting them to grab themselves a good gun. Yep. Uh, hopefully, they get themselves a good gun. Hmm. So yeah, it was a good. I, had, I I did get a couple of listeners that email in not knowing I was selling. It was my gun, and yeah, that reply back to them and uh, like, oh man. Cheers for the podcast. <laughs> okay, cool. No discount. <laughs> Unless they're Patreons, maybe. Uh, anyway, it was good. And, mm. and, you know, I think a uh, shout out to uh, Nick Ignition, Steve as well, who, uh, yeah, helped me send guns all around the country. So nice. that's been useful. That's been something that's been going on. So, nice, yeah, nice. Further developments. But we have some other developments to talk about. I don't know if you guys remember, but about a year ago, a bit over, a bit under a year ago, we uh, finished the year off pre, with uh, pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, pre mm. pre-COVID, yeah, as well. Mm. Late last year, we finished off the uh, the year by putting out the Golden Yeats. Yes, and it is time to do that again, or it's getting time to do that again. We uh, we are planning that end of November or early December, we'll get a date for it, and we're going to do another live stream. Mm-hmm. Andy, you're going to be away, but you might even be able to dial oh. in and join us. Yep, we'll figure something out. We'll make sure. something yep. work. We're going to do a full live stream of it um, so you guys can watch uh, when we're doing it, and we'll, we'll get the dates and stuff out. But the Golden Yeats will be back. Uh, we'll be giving out mm. awards, uh, whether people want them or not. <laughs> um, oh, it's pretty prestigious. 
It's got gold in that. Yeah, How got, can it be bad? It's very badly photoshopped gold. <laughs> yes. I've, I've hung mine on the wall, I reckon. <laughs> That's right. You did pick yourself up a gold, yeah. golden yeet. S- self-nominated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so what we, uh, we're we going to do in this episode is to, uh, to go through the categories that are available and mm-hmm. some of the things that we might nominate. And then each category sort of runs a little differently. Some of them uh, we will just put out the, you know, some suggestions and then some uh, others can jump on the website and actually put their suggestions in. And we will take basically all the nominations, see which one get more votes, whatever, or more suggestions, more nominations. And then we will uh, we will choose a winner either from those nominations or Make it up like we <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> be good. And then there are some uh, other categories where it will be purely done by a listener vote, such as uh, the, what are we, shooting meme of the year, episode title of the year. I think a couple of those uh, we went. Yep. But there's a couple of categories that didn't make the cut this year, mostly because of COVID. Mm. And so we have replaced it with a few other categories that are COVID-related. Uh, that'll swap in and out uh, this year. So uh, let's uh, let's kick it off. The uh, the first category is going to be rifle innovation of the year. Mm-hmm. So if if you remember, I think we might have this definition correct. Basically, any major component of a rifle. So we're talking barrel, we're talking uh, chassis or stock, uh, trigger, uh, action or cartridge. Yep. Uh, and anything within that sort of category uh, fits rifle innovation of the year. That the idea is it's something that's been released. Since the last awards, mm-hmm. so Shot Show is probably about all the correlates. But anyway, <laughs> Shot Show at the beginning of this year. So if there's something that listening at home, if you're thinking, I think that this particular item was uh, was really good and worthwhile checking out, then uh, then that's the sort of thing to nominate. So guys, have you got any thoughts on something that fits into that category? I think uh, one one that we might see nominated would be the signature edition of the Lithgo. Yep. If you guys have seen that, there's the uh, there's got the Few little tweaks. It's like a, a refined, tweaked version of the uh, the Lithgow LA one hundred and five. Okay. So there's a, a fluted bolt on it, and uh, I think a different bolt handle. I'm sure there's some other differences that I'm missing, but I just you know that's one. I happened to stumble across one today, and went, oh, that looks, does look pretty nice. good. Cool. Uh, so that could be uh, that that sort of thing would fit into this category. Anything else that you um, might think? It has uh, been a bit of a slow yeah, year for innovation. Th- so. I've got some ideas for accessories because I think uh, like a like oh, a muzzle. Just hold up. Yeah. Oh, just relax. Right. Up. All right. Just he's keen. He's keen. <laughs> Go back to your drink. <laughs> um, okay, we're, we're, we've got heaps of inspiration for that one. It hasn't been really. Yep. Oh, look, there's things like the six mil arc. I reckon was announced this year. Um, PRC was that last PRC's year? PRC has been around for a while. Oh, yeah, oh, I'm old. <laughs> Um, so there, there could be a few things there. I think we, we, we might find ourselves light on, but there, there, there's currently 15 people screaming at us going, what about this? So that jump yeah, on, on. Let us know what they are yeah. and then we'll discuss them. <laughs> put them up on, uh, on Facebook and Instagram. We'll put it all, all that, that out, but you can head to the website, precision shooting, uh, podcast.com, uh, mm-hmm. or the impact on Amex website will point you to the same, same place and, uh, and the, the podcast area on there and, uh, nominate something for rifle innovation. Cause we are struggling for, uh, for ideas of stuff that has come out this year. And this doesn't have to be within the precision world. It'll help, but it doesn't have to be. There are some other – I know there's some some stuff from Tigger that's around. There's a few other bits and pieces that have come out. I think Bagara has dropped a new rifle as well. So there's a few few things that are sitting in there. Actually, there are some there are some things that I, I would bring up. Some of the 22 stuff. I was going to say the that same. came yep. out. Yeah, yep. there's some, some that, really – Bagara. Bagara 22. That, did that come out this year? 
It did. That seems to be a pretty pretty yep. solid little piece of kit. And then the the Curtis uh, conversion to twenty two. Oh, yeah. Now that, I, I think that's had some issues and bits and pieces, but um, I, that's out. Mm. Um, so it's a great concept. Great concept. Even conceptually, that could win because this is just about innovation. This doesn't yeah. necessarily mm. mean about being the. Mm. But I, don't, I don't know. We're making up the rules as we go. So, yep. yeah. Voodoo, voodoo stuff was last year, wasn't it? Voodoo stuff. Voodoo's been around for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah for years, man. Yeah. Curtis is a really good concept, though. Yep. Actually, it's a, it's a really fair call. Good. There, so there is some stuff for Rolf Innovation that's happened in the last year. Good. I'm glad someone's been thinking. All right. Next category is the optical innovation of the year. So first one I'm going to nominate is a Strike Eagle, uh, the 5 to 25 from yeah, Vortex. because. Price mm-hmm. point and what that delivers. Based pretty, on pretty price point good. and the amount of back orders that have been kicking around for it, uh, yep. it, it is it has hit a niche in terms of that twelve hundred or less dollar value. Yep. Uh, a lot of scope, a lot of elevation, zero stop at that price point. Now there there are some others that sort of you know we can talk about the Arkans in there uh, as mm. well or a similar sort of thing. But I think the Striker was probably the more prominent one mm-hmm. of that. Uh, so. That could be a consideration. Falcon just dropped a new scope as well um, yeah. that is sub $1,000 with 34mm tube and adjustable turrets and grid reticle, yeah. so first focal plane. So hmm. that NX-8, is that this year or is that last year? That's going to be – No, that was last year. That was definitely last, last year because they were, they were on show at the um, the heat strike open. I reckon actually they came up as a nomination last year. Yeah, okay. uh, I'm pretty sure. And was there uh, – did Vortex release a 1 to 10 power – Oh, that, that was their was Gen that, three, the Gen three razor. That's I got a feeling that might have been last year. But again, mm. yes, we, we will. We'll, we'll, whatever the nomination we'll is coming, we'll double check yeah. when, when yep. things are announced and such. But uh, for sure, uh, all we want, and we'll just run with whatever we we'll think. Just pick so. what we think, yeah. right? Because yep. <laughs> we here and are not. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's it. So I'm not sure if there's anything uh, else uh, optical. I think uh, one one thing. Oh, there's a rangefinder, windy thingy, jobby. Oh yeah, the uh, the wind. Range finder, wind speed finder thing. Yep. That, yep. Yeah. Words, definitely. Yeah. Um, Words, wind related distance, something. <laughs> Haven't seen one yet. I'm waiting for someone to buy one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From Trigicon, I'm pretty sure. Yep. So that, that would mm. definitely be a contender. That's a, from an optical point of view, that is a big, uh, mm. a, a potentially big, I don't want to say the word, it could um, adjust how we do things. Mm. Yep. Yeah, well, it's one of those things that that technology's been around for a while, right? Yes. It's not that it's new technology that someone just discovered. Correct. But it's yeah. the first time that it's been, to the best of my knowledge, put down in a consumer-friendly, um, yeah. cost, somewhat cost-effective, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, something that's within the reach of the average Joe, so to speak, rather than it, yeah, you know, it, being military, you know, military defence yeah. contracts, massive high-end, you mm. know. Yeah, don't drop that box. It's worth $400,000 sort of territory. Mm. Well and truly. Yeah, okay. Very good. Well, uh, so that's that's optical. Uh, anything that fits in their rangefinders, spotting scopes. Oh, one, one thing that did come out this year uh, is the uh, Viper eyepiece. So having a, mm. um, a reticle in a bit of a cheaper scope than the Razor from the Vortex line and so yeah. another another thing that's useful. Anyway, kicking kicking ideas around. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are all sorts of stuff that is uh, floating about. Uh, all right. So and then the other one, Andy has been sitting here salivating over, ready ready to discuss, uh, has been the uh, accessory innovation of the year. No, I've forgotten now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, was the chode this year or last year? No, <laughs> the chode ago. is not. Yeah, no, chodes have been around for a long time. Oh. Oh, you mean the I'm just thinking about mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Um, we'll put a photo up on Instagram for people. <laughs> tripods? <laughs> that tripod potentially? No. The tripod's been around for a okay. number of years. Sorry. Um, there's the Gen 3. Is it Gen 3? Yeah, Gen 3 little bastard brakes. Oh, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they're the ones with the ports on the top. We can basically threaded ports on the top so you can adjust the wind in, wind out. Be interested to see if that actually yeah. does anything. I'm sure it works in the first couple of times, but after the thing's being caked with 500 rounds of carbon. Yeah, can you put anything back in? Yeah. And would you want to? Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, does it still have can the same? Can you feel the difference? I'm very interested to see how they go. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. Because uh, we've always, we've always talked. I remember um, Steve Hurt being on the uh, on the live show talking uh, about uh, about ensuring that brakes were symmetrical uh, was a, was a really critical mm. factor. Mm. And obviously, these ones aren't. Um, but they're deliberately like that. That's so right. It's intentional for, for tuning out other errors in it's the a system. Fascinating, fascinating idea. So we, we will see how we go uh, with that. Um, I have thought of another category potential. I'm, I'm just going to write it on on the bottom. Anyway, we, we will come back to that in, in time because I don't think it'll. Uh, yeah, no, what I've written is no relevant to. Uh, is not relevant at all, Bronte. Doesn't you could look at it and be like, that it makes no sense, and that is correct. But that's hopefully enough to remind me. Uh, anyway, so yeah, here cool. we go. Uh, the accessory innovation of the year. Uh, what else has uh, has been out this year? So the, the precision measurement station from oh, yep. uh, from Hornady. You mentioned before, Andy, that, uh, mm-hmm. that that could be an option if uh, if that's useful to people. I've I've been, been liking uh, the lightweight fortune cookie. Oh yeah. Uh, that uh, yeah, I, I I shot the match with the other week, and that mm-hmm. is definitely not the cause of uh, why I did so poorly. <laughs> uh, no, not, it wasn't an excuse at all. It probably helped. Uh, so that has been that has been useful, uh, especially for uh, well, what I thought was my back, but you know maybe paying some more attention. Uh, my back has problems, but the shoulders as well. Mm-hmm. Bronte, what are you, uh, you you looking at? Something that might uh, be just relevant. Just a measurement station thing. Oh, okay, <laughs> checking checking one of those just out. Catching up. Mm. Yep. And uh, anyway, all, all sorts of stuff could be in that accessory one. That's pretty wide open yep. uh, option. Um, mm. so that, so that would include see. was it triggers. I think triggers fit in rifle. I think we okay. we call anything that is like fundamental to the rifle, yep. as in yep. you couldn't operate it without effectively. Mm-hmm. So we say action trigger stock slash mm-hmm. chassis slash barrel. barrel. Muzzle brakes fits in as accessory, I think, yeah. because yep. it works with or without swap. Yeah, interchangeable. Yeah. So jelly bean part. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, I think that's where any where anything on the bipod front. Or attachable bags. Well, MDT did did release mm. some new uh, some new bipods uh, at the beginning of the year. So the the, the taller ones, the oh. Skypods. Yep. Um, and apparently there's a there's a model two Skypod uh, coming out that Danny uh, re- told us on the Gear Night show. Yep. Um, but haven't seen anything on that. So uh, perhaps if they get that out before mm-hmm. the the Golden Yeats uh, out, they might be in, just sneak in with a <laughs> the nomination there. Who knows? Mm. We'll see if we can get our hands on with one. That'll be good. So yeah. that's one. Uh, the next one, last year was the podcast of the year. Oh, actually, just just to re- reflect back, uh, Rolf Innovation of the Year last year was the uh, 6GT. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if we're wrong. Yeah, sounds about sure. right. We'll go with probably, that. Probably should just look these things up. But <laughs> that there, the optical innovation of the year last year was zero compromise optics. Yeah. I think we're pretty worthy uh, 
were the contenders of that. Uh, do you remember what the accessory innovation of the year was last year, gentlemen? It's a oh. test because I haven't found it yet. I do not. Take a guess. What do you think it was? Oh, silence. Yeah, no, you're going to have to edit that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. It was actually the NDT Skypod last year. Here we oh, go. Yes. Rough innovation of the year. Oh, no, it wasn't the 6GT. It was the ACC CC. chassis system from NDT. Nice. That's yep. a, yeah, mm-hmm. fair. A lot of people uh, have uh, gone that way. Yeah, not wrong. They've become stupidly popular, uh, which is excellent. Optical innovation uh, definitely was uh, – mm-hmm. Was uh, zero compromise and accessory innovation of the year was the MDT Skypod. Yep. There we go. All right, cool. So let's see if they can go back to back this year. All right, moving on to our other categories. Uh, Last year we had podcast of the year taken out by VP Precision. Mm -hmm. We've talked about maybe opening this one up because there's only a limited amount of podcasts. I mean, there was a big influx last year, which is excellent. Most of them are stuck around. Uh, And we're thinking, though, that – there's, there's a lot more crossover between video and, and podcast mm-hmm. and, and just social media type things. So what do we call that? Podcast slash page slash channel of the year? That sort of uh, – Social I mean, presence of the year? So Social presence of the year sounds way too formal. For <laughs> no, I, Righto. <laughs> yeah. Good. I didn't. I didn't want to go like Instagram influencer of the year. Um, oh, sorry. Otherwise, you'd win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm all over that. Yeah, that's, that's right. So, uh, all right. Well, we'll leave that. We'll, we'll decide media on media of the year. We'll, sorry, media of the year. Yeah, yeah. Like multimedia, uh, social media of the year. Anyway, all right. We'll we'll go. We'll get the on podcast to podcast. We'll, isn't social media. Okay. All right. Well. We, I think you guys know what we mean. I think you guys know what we mean. Uh, I, I, there'd be a few guys there we'd, we'd, we'd put a modern-day sniper into, um, maybe impact shooting with Pete uh, from South Africa. Uh, Andy Little gets a nomination because um, he's started an Instagram page. Yeah, you can um, also find me on a few porn sites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well, ever since – when you're about to go into two weeks of lockdown, mate, mm. uh, we'll probably find you on a few more. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Self-loaded. All right, good. Uh, so, yep, all, all options available for that. Uh, we did say last year that the Precision Shooting Podcast was not eligible. Uh, we shall uh, remain ineligible this year. Um, Otherwise, it's a certain win, isn't it, really? <laughs> like, it's not. It's just not fair. Only because we can rig the voting. That's, that's <laughs> the only reason why it would be a certain win. So we'll just we'll, we'll uh, alleviate that concern that we rigged it. And uh, it would be anyone but us. Anyone but, but we us. do have the rights to change any vote. <laughs> like make it up on the spot. Beautiful. Which we've done as well. Speaking of which, uh, last year we've got this uh, we've got this unusual category called the non-game changer of the year. Now this was uh, because uh, the, the the word game changer was uh, overused a lot, mm. uh, extensively. I have and, I've noticed it coming up in a lot of scenarios. Yeah. Like on just like. Media pres like as in like oh, as, news. just the term, just yeah, the term just the, has become. It's all over the place now. Mm, yeah, this is true. Uh, so last year we, I think this was like a, trying to get the definition right last year, but it was a product that overpromised and underdelivered. Mm. I think was sort of. Pretty uh, sure but, Andy won that one. Didn't well, he? Andy did. Yeah. Andy stepped in at the last minute, and uh, and we we were almost going to award it between uh, a monopod that goes on the back of a ticker. Yeah, that's pretty crap. And the Sierra Game Changers, which were just like polymer hunting projectiles. Mm. 
Oh, you mean like all the other polymer hunting projectiles? Exactly right. right there. Yep. Yep. But these were mm. green tips on all the calibers. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that, that makes it easy then so you can tell. Yep. <laughs> Useful. So, <laughs> But it wasn't just like just, yeah, it, it was over-promised, but it was over-hyped and it was like it was going to set the world on fire. Um, maybe we should actually nominate that we can't be nominated for this one <laughs> as well. Yeah, I don't want to take out two years in a row. <laughs> Uh, anyway, this is a yeah over over promised, under delivered uh, product that just didn't quite. Get, it could still be a good product, like the game changers are still actually a good product, but they were just overhyped or, or mm. just probably given a, a status a little bit beyond what what they were. They were just mm. another good option, but um, yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, that is the next category there. Then we've got the episode title of the year. Now, this one, obviously, this is going to come down purely to votes. We will list them all up on the website. You'll be able to go drop down menu, choose your favorite episode title of the year. Last year, it was uh, Servo Burgers, mm. um, which was uh, definitely, yeah, I think it actually like smashed the votes. <laughs> so, and of course, probably the favorite uh, award of them last year was the Shooting Meme of the Year. Yep. Uh, which yeah, I reckon uh, was uh, was an ARS win, uh, American Rifle Series. Uh, what, what does she shoot? Throw away? What's memes never work on podcasts? What's your win? Hold eight hundred yards. Oh, left, left edge. Your foster parents are dead. Anyway, it was a Terminator related meme. Go look it up. It's much better than when mm. I say it. Uh, and still waiting for them to collect their prize money that they asked for. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, said it was available at any PRS Australia prize match, uh, PRS match uh, in Australia in person. You could, they could get it. Mm. So. I haven't told them how much it isn't yet, but anyway. So uh, we we also we we hopefully have a new challenger in that in that category. Uh, there's been some good memes floating around, and then of course uh, the Australian Rifles Series exclusive. I've mm -hmm. uh, been putting some good stuff out there, so hopefully we see one from them that might take it out. But we will grab all the memes that are seemingly relevant, and get you guys nominate which ones they are, and then we will uh, go on a combination of uh, of of the general public vote mm -hmm. as well as which one makes you uh, whoever's in the room giggle the most. Uh, on the night, so seems legitimate. Yeah, mm. I think we will do that. Now we G had a sorry. G giggle radar, the, the gigglometer, chuckle factor. G <laughs> Let's go with chuckle factor. Gig day, gig day. <laughs> no, stop, Andy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just stop. Uh, all right, so we had a couple of uh, other categories last year. The guest of the year, COVID. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, COVID sort of crushed that. We haven't really. Uh, we've had a couple of guests, but we've mm. only had a, a, a couple of guests and. A, Sort of a bit unfair to put them heads to heads with each other, uh, and so we, we're going to put that on hold, or, or we'll just put that aside at the moment. Last year, Travi won. Well done, Travi. Uh, and PRS Match of the Year, which, uh, yep, um, is probably an even split between all the ones that didn't happen. Mm. Um, we could we could have gone with like Match of the Year being like uh, you know the Monster Team Match, mm -hmm. which you know was probably a very solid contender, still slam, running gun. Mm -hmm. uh, but don't think anyone shot all of them or, yeah. or shot yep. a couple of them to compare them. Not mm. that it's about comparison, but it, it, there's probably not enough there. So we'll just say that those are the, the best matches of the year. I'm going to I'm gonna say the Monster Team yep. match was the best of the year, even though I didn't get to. I just like the idea of the team match. I think it's great. Yep. So, there was um, still the uh, Darwin one oh, as well. Oh, yes, there was a Darwin one. Mm. Yeah, a bit smaller, which is why I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> butters, because no one, no one could nah. get to it. So, mm. um, yeah, mm. that's uh, – yeah, so we we won't have that as a category. Uh, there were some good matches on, made the most of uh, what we could do, and we will just run with uh, with some other options. So we think uh, we've come up with a couple of categories. Are we going to go with 
these these named well. Yep. The best COVID outcome shooting related that has happened. So have you guys got some ideas of this? Oh, I'll, ma- I'll make a nomination. <laughs> Uh, which was the modern day rifleman, yep. a virtual summit. Actually, we, we we probably should spend some time on the modern day uh, rifleman mm-hmm. summit about, it, and let's do that. And we'll, we'll do that next episode. Stay tuned. There's a there's a teaser. Um, so I think that we will get onto the modern day rifleman summit uh, next episode. I mean, we're way behind it, but anyway, there's there's some cool stuff uh, in it, and I just wanted to mention some of that stuff. Uh, the the other things that may have come out of uh, COVID, I think, I think the, like the, the monster team match was a yep. was a really good option. Uh, so that's still a contender in this category. Um, mm-hmm. I think it probably would have happened either way, but it was yeah. Let's let's credit it mm-hmm. to uh, to some time and some creativity with uh, with that sort of thing. Anything else you've seen, Andy? Um, probably the people being able to set up home mock ranges. Or oh, yeah. like the, the yep. paper targets or the online competitions where they'll, they'll shoot a given size paper oh, yeah. target and then yeah, yeah Delta team Delta tactical that's the one uh, did did some of that which is uh, which is good and encouraging to see uh, yeah some of that so I think just a, a lot more online information I think mm. has been put out there which is great yep mm. yep unfortunately for everyone I've spent a lot of time in front of the camera uh, to talking to uh, whatever whoever's watching so uh, I'm not sure that goes into the that might be for the next category. But it was definitely an outcome of COVID. <laughs> but we'll get on to the next category in a moment. It's all a matter of perspective. Yeah, I guess. exactly, yeah. exactly right. Exactly, and editing. Uh, but it, it was all live. It's a so magical thing. Yeah. So, uh, and this could be. I think one of this. One of the things that will be interesting to hear the nominations for in this category is some of the personal stories mm-hmm. about some of the individuals. Like, oh, look, I implemented this dry fire. You know, regime for the eight weeks I was locked down, and and I end up then going to the range and and doing X. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, Joel who who won the Steel Slam, I have no idea if he uh, if he uh, did some dry firing and stuff during COVID, but he he shot. Yep. You know, he came out of uh, of that period uh, doing really really well. So maybe mm-hmm. he spent some time during that consciously doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Um, but those are the sort of stories I'd love to hear about of, of people. What I've also noticed is guys have gone, you know what, COVID's happened, they've rethought what they're doing, you know, with their life and their hobbies and bits and pieces, mm-hmm. and they've gone, all right, I'm going to get into this PRS style, long-range shooting, that, all that sort of stuff, and they've gone, done the research, watched some videos, done mm-hmm. maybe done that the virtual summit and, and those sort of things, and then made some decisions and actually are working towards mm-hmm. shooting next year. That is a, a, honestly a nomination because while we it may not go to a, a single person for that, yeah. that as a concept mm-hmm. could, yeah. definitely, uh, could definitely win because mm-hmm. we have to try and get something out of COVID. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of people have been prepping up their gear, mm-hmm. like getting custom rifles, built, uh, swapping out barrels, you know, just sorting out their, their yeah. gear before the next season kicks off. Yeah, so if you've done something like that, let us know because that's a category for uh, for best COVID outcome. Yeah, you've been flat out of work, Bronte, anyway, so that <laughs> hasn't really changed a whole lot. <laughs> no, just accelerated things. <laughs> Oh, very good. Speaking of accelerating things, the other category we've uh, we've we've got just to stay on the positive note is worst COVID outcome. <laughs> and you can always find the bright yeah, bright side of life. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then we look on the other side, and that makes this category because we need one more. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, yeah. uh, so perhaps uh, Impact Dynamics Live lives in that. Uh, in that <laughs> I'm going to nominate that now, actually. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, all, all sorts of things uh, could be there. Let's keep it lighthearted. I think yep. would be uh, yep. would be fun. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's not dwell on all Points the for funniness, negative things. But let's make this uh, some some things that I mean. Obviously, PRS was cancelled. There's one bad thing. Yep. Uh, but uh, you know, maybe. We tweaked the name of this, the, the worst slash uh, bad things that there's a – let's let's change the name. Let's talk well, about I silver. think for a lot of people the worst thing about it is they had to spend more money on a new PRS card. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> like I'm, I'm thinking of like we should tweak this to like the silver lining. Like the yep. bad things happen, but these are like the the things that worked, all right, like saves a stack of money not traveling mm. the country That's to go true. to PRS matches. Yep. But then you're right, they probably spent it all on <laughs> – Actually, you're true. Like, I've been able to save up quite a lot of annual leave because I just haven't used it this ah, year. Mm. That's a fair point. All right. Let's change this to silver linings. Not mm. not like best outcomes of, of like, I'm, re- I'm renaming the categories if we're right with you guys. Yeah, the good. first one's going to be uh, the, the best uh, innovation around COVID. So the best, you know, uh, new show that started or some guys started a podcast or whatever whatever the, the story may be uh, there or a product was developed because we people had time to do it, mm-hmm. anything like that. Then this one is the silver linings of COVID, so more of the personal level of, yep. uh, you know, yes, I, uh, this is – this happened and was bad. I, I lost my job, but then I managed to get a job in the fire, shooting industry because things have got busy because yep. everyone spent their money on gear instead of travel. Mm. Uh, anything, anything like that. So uh, let's. I'm just going to rename them in, <laughs> in the uh, in the sheet. That's uh, that keeps it more positive. Uh, let's uh, let's run with that. That's not how you spell innovative, but that's uh, fine. So anyway, there is our categories. So there nice. is. Categories. Anything else? Do you guys want to last minute like throw an extra category? The one that I did, I it wasn't. I don't know where to put this, but one of the big things that came out this year, and perhaps with with some people didn't go, uh, didn't quite get as much attention as maybe it should, because there wasn't a lot of that at matches discussion type thing. Was the the research that had been happening at Short Action Customs over the last couple of years on seeding depth. All right. Yeah, and and to be honest, like I, I was aware of it, but I didn't spend the time digesting because reading's not necessarily my forte. Uh, but listening to a uh, a podcast on the virtual summit about it with uh, with Mark from Short Action Customs, that's where I, I digested it. And he was talking about her changing changing focus in re- in load development and really looking for seating depth first rather than as a tweaking option and utilizing. Data, two years of research and, and a lot of rounds downrange with lots of different shooters and lots of different guns and lots of different cartridges and discussions with, you know, manufacturers like Hornady and, and mm. such of ammunition and guns and, and cartridges. I guess the the point was there is something to it. Mm. Rather than it being definitive, there was something to it. And um, that was that was probably my favourite session out of uh, the mm. Virtual summit. Well, we've, we've got a bit of time. Let's, let's talk about that that virtual summit. There, the one with Mark from Short Action Customs to to uh, to me was really good, and the one with Jacob Bynum mm-hmm. uh, from Rifles Only was uh, yeah phenomenal. I mean, that, that guy's been on the the cutting edge of uh, of uh, development for years and years and years and mm. years. Yeah, definitely worthwhile listening to. Uh, I think. Yeah, and Andy, you haven't listened to them yet, but you're planning to uh, to do that on the on the plane and in quarantine. Yes, so I'm going to have two weeks of lonely time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my that's going to be my podcast catch up time. Yeah, no problems. Pretty sure um, that was the episode name. <laughs> <laughs> 
they call that a super spreader event? <laughs> Spreading something. <laughs> right. But I've, I've always viewed um, seating depth as a tweaking thing that you do at the end. Mm. And that's what we all most did. do. Yeah. yeah. But I guess it probably raises an interesting question because obviously with seating depth, that changes in effect as the barrel wears as far yeah. as what your jump mm. is. Mm. And then, yeah, it's, I guess it's an interesting concept whether you go away every. 500 rounds, you rework your load based on the fact that your barrels. Yep. Mm-hmm. Your throat's chewed out X amount. Mm. So you know, I think it was, uh, it, it was it was wonderful to hear that, but I was going to ask you about, uh, about which of the sessions you're looking forward to listening to the most, but you don't, you don't have a list there, so uh, that, that will make it very difficult. Yep. Let's see if we can find one. Yeah, obviously when, when we did the, the last show, we, we were, it was partway through – but yeah, they think some of those they save some of the the best to last. Not you know there, there was good people all the way through, but I think uh, mm. yes, certainly there was it was a very strong finish. And so here's some of the lists on day four: uh, Ryan Kleckner, uh, Nick Vitalbo, Sean yep. Utley, uh, Tony, and Tony Powers Kill. I did listen to Tony's. That was good. And Ian Harrison. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was some. There was some really good ones uh, in there. Day three, Donnie Vincent. Uh, my, I'm going to struggle with names. Jim C. Jim C. was interesting. I mean, Jim mm-hmm. C. is always an interesting character to, to mm. speak with. Had the, the fortune to meet him when we were over there, and um, but he, uh, yeah, he certainly uh, put some some ideas forward, which was uh, which was excellent. So uh, there was some good stuff. Any any names jump out at you? Uh, Andy, that you were uh, looking forward to uh, to listening to when you uh, sit down and do so, um, not not massively jumping out, but I'm sure I a couple that I have looked at on the socials before was definitely Phil Vallejo. He's he's boosted right up there quite lately. Yeah, well, um, Phil Phil is is sort of a host of it, so he's asking yeah. the questions yep. uh, through it. So yeah, I, I'm going to suggest if you if you haven't caught up with it and you, you the the cup under bucks, you have to pay for it. Highly recommend it. Mm. Uh, Kyle Lamb is definitely worth uh, worth checking out. Uh, as I said, Jacob Bynum uh, and I think Regina does a very good yep. option. Uh, Jim C and uh, and Mark from Short Action Customs. I think uh, there are, there are plenty there. By the way, there's no there's no particularly bad ones. Um, but I thought those were those were the ones that stood out to me, and I didn't listen to them all. Mm. Um, I, will, I will say so. I'm sure I missed I missed some greatness, um, but. Yeah, that's uh, that will be uh, excellent. So, seating depth is uh, is something that we uh, we may touch on uh, because our next episode is going to be all about reloading. And uh, now that we've got the the master of uh, reloading setups here, who knows everything about lights and power, are you, you going to comment? And then I clarified, and you went, "Oh yeah, no, I do know everything about that." Fair enough. Well, wait, wait. and the, what are they called? Strain gauges, or what was the other one? No, no, that's your two weeks in uh, in isolation, mate. You can do whatever you like oh. in those two weeks. <laughs> Just get stuff delivered to the hotel, whatever you're into. But don't bring Bronte into it unless you're going to zoom in to him. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Well, uh, last thing I want to say uh, is uh, uh, sorry, that, that's what's coming up in the next episode. We're going to get into uh, some of that sort of stuff. But um, uh, I have been reading a book that my dad put together about my grandpa, uh, who was a wing commander. Uh, yeah, nice. During World War Two, I believe at, the, at that stage he was the youngest wing commander, and uh, yeah, it's it's him um, basically narrating many years ago, writing down uh, all his escapades of being a uh, pilot in World War Two, and 
amazing. He was a, he was a hobbyist uh, pilot um, when he was young. And then when, you know, when the war kicked in, he's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll go and fly and, you know, shoot some Germans basically. And they said, no, you've had too many hours because one of the things that happened in lead up, they were trying to get people upskilled. Mm. So the Army or Air Force were paying for recreational flyers to fly. So he had about 300 hours in the air free in, in the lead up. And then when they got to actually war happening, uh, he, you know, uh, nom- nominated, what's the word? <laughs> he's enrolled. Mm. Uh, and enlisted. enlisted. Yeah, that's the word. I'll get there eventually. Uh, and they said, oh, no, you've had heaps of experience. You're you're off to train people. Wow. And uh, anyway, went off and, and, and trained people and then, you know, then ended up going and, and being in a, a few different theatres. And uh, he, I think he and his uh, his wingman, whatever, the, 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 the him, uh, his crew, yeah, his navigator, uh, they were the only crew to have left a squadron, you know, to... to to go on to you know, to retire, basically that there was an X amount you did, and then after that you you would uh, you would be done, and then they went back after a period of time. They they just like no, we we got to go back. We got to go keep them going. They were the only crew to actually ever survive long enough to do that. Oh. Yeah, right. <laughs> so and he's some, some incredible amount of hours in the air, uh, and uh, yeah, so a fascinating little book um, that that Dad's put together. Um, mm. So. Yeah, I don't. I, I might do. I might do a video or something on it. It's a very, uh, very interesting uh, story, and and I, I've I've never heard these stories in here in this depth. I didn't know him very well. He lived in England, yep. and uh, and so it was very very interesting to hear this uh, basically from his. And then and then my dad's put these little sort of snippets of stories he remembers, either adding to something uh, or or just an additional sort of uh, context of, you know, when, when he was in Malta or based mm-hmm. out of Malta, these are two or three stories that he didn't write down but Dad remembers them being talked about. So, mm. yeah, some very, uh, very fascinating things and, uh, and apparently had a very interesting relationship with rum. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast. To continue the discussion, check out our Facebook page. And for more information, head to our website, www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au. This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics.